Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Everyone I talk to who I say you're moving to Vancouver, they're always like, Sarah just looks like a Vancouver girl. Oh my God, I do? I mean, I was like, I haven't been there yet, but like I could see the vibe. Oh my God, I feel like I'm not chill enough yet to be Vancouver, but I'll be chill when I get there. Yeah, because it's like, so you're like surrounded by like nature. It's like, they say it's like the Cali of... It's the Cali of Canada. Yeah. It is, yeah. West Coast, ocean, mountain vibes, chilling, skateboarding, surfing hiking. I want to learn how to skateboard. You should. I kind of want to learn how to skateboard too. The only thing is I was talking to a client of mine who lives in BC and they were like, I told them, I was like, I want to learn to skateboard when I get there. I don't know why. I just want to be like a skateboarder. And they were like, in Vancouver, like the hilliest place in Canada. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, it's true because obviously BC is mountainous, but Vancouver, even the city is just like hills. Like even biking there is like you have to go uphill for so many blocks that sometimes you have to get off your bike. And I'm just like, I'm going to be a skateboarder because I don't want to do like tricks. I just want to like skateboard around the city. Yeah, that would be so nice and so fun and liberating. I've been saying (laughs) the word liberating a lot lately. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I think that's a good like segue into what we want to talk about today because like you got to liberate yourself sometimes when it comes to dating. Yes, you do. And sometimes I feel (laughs) dating is like skateboarding down a ramp. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. It happens happens fast. When you're going, when it starts, you're, you're right into it. So you're going down really fast down the ramp. Yeah. You're falling. And then there, there can be a little bit of a low. Then there's that point of like stagnant stagnancy when you're like, you're like in the middle. Yeah. And then you either go up and it continues. Right. Or you go backwards and repeat your same oh patterns. Oh my God. <laughs> you skateboard backwards? <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like when you're at the top, you go down. You, you hope you just continue going up. Oh, but you might go, zoom. I get it. I get you it. Might, you might yeah. just go like this. You're talking about like a skate park like or like one of those like competition skate park kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I think that's a really good dating analogy. I think it is. What do you guys think? Has anyone ever talked about that? No, this is the first time. <laughs> it's actually like not – it makes so much sense because you know when you're in that gray area of dating when it's like you don't know what's going on? Mm-hmm. You're like, either we're going to go, we're going to keep doing this or no. So we go back. It's going to go up, backwards, or you fall off the skateboard. 
Or you fall off. Exactly. One or the other. The gray area is not a fun area to be in. I don't like it. But yeah, um, I support you wanting to skateboard. I want to skateboard, but I wouldn't skateboard in Toronto. I'm too scared. (laughs) Where would I go? Yeah, I feel like skateboarding in Toronto would be scary just because like there's so many people in cars and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not about to (laughs) skateboard. Where I'm um, no, I'm going to like side streets. But, like I'm not skateboarding on the street. Ah, uh, but girls who skateboard are so cool. Like I just want to be like a cool girl with a longboard, <laughs> or maybe maybe just a regular skateboard. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, because yeah, Sarah and I are going to get into this this episode, and we're really excited to talk about it because it's honestly all about hitting on people at the bar, whether you're queer <laughs> or you're straight, and the reason why we want to talk about this is because I actually had an experience last night where it's post COVID we're at the bar again. And I messaged Sarah this morning being like, it feels so liberating. And you know, it, when you've been in a situation like with coronavirus for like a year where you feel like we haven't done these like normal things in so long, these are things that we would have, you wouldn't have even thought of it. Right. Like over a year ago, like, yeah, that would kind of just be happening. Mm-hmm. But then like being in that type of environment and like doing the thing that like you were so scared to do because you haven't done it in over a year in that type of setting. Not that I'm yeah. saying I haven't dated in over a year, but you know what I mean? Like gone up to someone, been like, hey, I think you're like really pretty. We're going to get into the story, but it felt yeah. amazing. Okay. You know what? I think we should just start with the story. And also I'd like to preface for all of our listeners. Usually me and Purse have like a pretty detailed plan when we come into an episode where we're like, this is what we're going to talk about. This is like, these are the points we want to hit. These are the things we want to want to say. And just so you guys know, this is, this is one of those episodes where we're just chatting and we're just like, let's chat. So there's no plan and it can go anywhere. And I absolutely love it. I just wanted to give everyone like a little inside scoop on how like not organized this is. And I love every moment of it. Yeah, we're not organized at all this morning. We, I literally woke up. Sarah said, good morning, an hour later. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, sleeping next to you. <laughs> I said, good morning, baby. And I just didn't answer for an hour. And then I woke <laughs> up and said, good morning. <laughs> and then we hopped on our microphones. Yeah, it's nice not having a plan. It's like, where is this going to go? And we, like, we're just starting with the story and seeing where, where it heads. Agreed. Okay, are you, are you ready for story time? Ready. Okay, so it was a Friday night, meaning last night. Um, Okay, I love that. (laughs) Yes, just picture it, guys. Toronto. I'm walking down the street with my roommate, Camille, and my other friend, Sarah. Sarah, not the Sarah you guys know and know and love, but you would also love this other Sarah. (laughs) You were about to say no and love, and then you stopped yourself. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, obviously, if people know. (laughs) You were like, the the girl you know and uh, know. (laughs) Honestly, I'm offended, but it's fine. You like corrected yourself after, so it's good. <laughs> okay. This isn't the Sarah you guys know and love, but this is a Sarah. Sarah, shout out to her. I hope she doesn't mind that I used her last name. Maybe I'll bleep it out. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask her. <laughs> Should we give her SIN number and personal address? <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I can't use it, I'll bleep her name out. Anyway. But if you guys knew Sarah, bleep. You would know and love her too. She's amazing. She's amazing. Queer girl in the city. I've known her for like six years at this point. Love her. Anyway, the three of us are walking down Ossington 
in Toronto. It's in the West End. If you guys know Toronto, it was bumping. It felt like a regular Friday night in Toronto. You wouldn't even think, yes, things are starting to open up. Patios are open. People are inside now, like drinking. But I was just like taking it all in, being like, whoa, this is this is feels back to regular life. Yeah. Oh, love Ossington. So we walk past Sweaty Betty's. Originally, we wanted to go to this bar called Sweaty Betty's, which was having a drag show, like an outdoor drag show. But it was so packed. It was so busy. And I want to give a shout out to Mae Martin, who was there. She plays Mae in Feel Good. Wait, she was there? Wait, wait, are you talking about the blonde girl? Yeah, she was there. Are you serious? Not kidding. Isn't she like, like a really big deal? Yeah. Oh, does she live in Toronto? Oh my God. She's Canadian. Does she? Oh, but she's based in England. Yeah, she plays May. Okay, yeah. So she plays May in Feel Good. Oh my God, did you see her? Yes. What? That's crazy. She's like, oh my God, she should come on the podcast. You should have asked her, Persis. I didn't want to disturb her. Hello. You walk up to her. You say, hi, you should come on my podcast. (laughs) She'll be like, hi, who are you? I'm enjoying a beverage with my friend. No, no she'll she, be like, you're cute. I'll come on your podcast. She's, she was so, she looks like identical to like how you'd see her on TV. It was funny. I was like walking. <laughs> okay, obviously she's Shocker. <laughs> Just kidding. I sound like Just such kidding. a nerd. I was like. No, she I'm- looked like the way she looked. Can you believe it? <laughs> wow. You know what I mean. But I know, I know. Yeah, she's beautiful. She was literally glowing. But then it was so busy. So we're like, we literally can't go to Sweaties. So then we ended up going to- Also, sorry, I I keep interrupting your story, but just in case anyone is like coming to Toronto or in the Toronto area, um, Sweaty Betty's is a queer safe bar. Just so everyone knows. If you're looking for like a great bar to go to that is like essentially a queer bar, Sweaty Betty's. It is. It's, and that's like, hence the drag show. We were like, there's literally going to be a drag show at Sweaty Betty's. We got to go. But yeah, unfortunately, like I said, it was way too packed. So we just had to keep moving along. We ended up going to this other cute bar on Queen Street called Lobby. Mexican. We got ceviche. You, your girls got some cocktails. Like it was oh. such a beautiful evening. Mm. So then I was telling Camille and Sarah about a really cool bar I had gone to. At that point, it had been twice. And I forget the name, but I'm not going to say the name because you'll hear. You'll know why. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to expose anyone on our mm. worldwide podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with our thousands and thousands of listeners. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was telling them about it and I said, there was also a really cute bartender who works there. Um, she's really pretty. And I was saying she's kind of intimidating, but in a good way. And if anyone knows anything about me, I'm kind of like attracted to like that type of personality. Like if I'm a little intimidated by someone, I'm like very attracted to them. Your hard eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And she kind of gave me that vibe too. And she, I just thought she was cool. She was very friendly. I went there the first time with um, like an old coworker of mine and we got, we had like drinks, but this bartender wasn't there at the time. The next time I went, I went with another friend and the bartender was there. We had like great conversation. She was like, oh, we just opened, blah, blah, blah. She like told me when she worked. I was like, okay, amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, Sarah and Camille were like, okay, well, we got to go back to the bar. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Like, why not? Let's go. Wait, wait. Can you give all of us a little like tidbit into what she looked like? Sure. I want to imagine. She was not that tall, probably like. I want to say like five, four. 
Okay, cute. Like average height. Long black hair. Ooh, long black. That's definitely your type. Long black hair. Like it was in, it was like curls. A little like like she like straight and curled it a little bit. Okay. Um <laughs> straight and curled it. <laughs> what's that? Wait, what does that mean? I, said- I, I literally just went, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know what I mean? Because I was going to say like Like when you curls. take a straightener and you do curls. Yes. Yes, okay, I know what you mean. Yes, mm-hmm. so not like just natural curls. It was like straightener curls. Full of tats. Oh, okay. Love sleeve. that. Oof. Um, piercings. Oh. Maybe just her nose pierced. Okay. Maybe just her nose pierced. That's all. Right. all. And um, just like gorge I was just she was just like it was more her personality like she was really she's really pretty like obviously I was like very like oh she's a really pretty person but also I think just her energy she was so confident she was so like like I said kind of intimidating like at one point I was like am I like a little scared of you yeah but in a good way yeah that's your type you have to be like a little scared of them yeah <laughs> it's true <clears throat> so that's that's uh let's give her a nickname or code name, code <gasps> name. of course how did we not think of that okay can I give one yeah. Okay, ready? Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a scarlet. Scarlet. I like it. So Camille and Sarah are like, okay, Persis, we're not going to sit here at lobby anymore. We're going to go to the bar, um, that little corner bar, and you're going to go talk to Scarlet. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. We go to the bar. It's actually really busy. And I was actually happy for them because it's a new place. So I was like, okay, good. I'm glad like they're busy. Of course, Scarlett's at the bar and <laughs> she's busy. She's like, busy. Run- she's running around. She's, uh, I don't know. So I was just like, okay, she's obviously busy, but she wasn't serving us. She was at the bar and we were at a table inside. So we have another server. We're like chit chatting. We're having our drinks. We're like, thinking of a plan because they're like Persis you need to you need to talk to the to Scarlet and I was like so nervous because guys I haven't done this in so long like you know when you just mm-hmm. go up to someone at a bar and you're like here's my number and then we've talked about this before there's so many aspects where I'm like I don't even know if Scarlet's into women yeah and Camille was like who cares she's like at the end of the day she's just gonna be it's gonna be a compliment no matter what so the funniest thing happened was originally our plan was Camille was going to ask the server if Scarlett was into women. Okay. <laughs> That's not a horrible plan. Because she was going to be like, hey, just wanted to ask you, is Scarlett into women because my friend is super into her? Yeah. But then we thought about it for longer. And I was like, I think that's kind of like, I don't know how like attractive that looks on me. You know, it's almost like you're asking your friend to like ask for you for something yeah like if you asked it i think it'd be different if you were like hey do you know much about the bartender is she into women because i think she you know that's i think that's fine yeah if it comes from me yeah so yeah okay yeah 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 but this would have come from camille okay yeah so to me i was like no i don't know if you should like ask for me but the funniest thing happened was i came i went to the bathroom i came back and i had a lot of like okay guys i'm feeling good like camille you get some energy yeah, I had some energy and Cam- I was like, Camille, you can ask the server. Camille's like, okay. Server comes up and then all of a sudden I tap Camille's arm and I go, no, 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 no. <gasps> and we could not stop laughing. She was like, <laughs> I was literally about to ask her. And I was like, oh, you got nervous. You said, no, no, no. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. I got it. I've been there. 
Because <laughs> I could see the words like were going to come from Camille's mouth. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. And then we can stop laughing. And then we're like, okay, whatever. Camille's like, we're not letting you leave this bar until you go talk to Scarlett. So yes, good. At this point, it's getting it's getting late. Like we're we're still there. Server comes up, gives us our bills, mm-hmm. and then Camille goes, "Oh, can I borrow a pen? Do you have a pen on you?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, here you go." Cam- Sarah writes my name down and my number on the receipt, folds it, <laughs> gives it to me, and goes, "Okay, Persis." But when we leave the bar, you're walking up to Scarlett and you're giving her your number. Oh, my God. I literally my heart just went like, boom, boom. It's so nerve wracking. Okay. And I was like, okay, honestly, you're right. Why not? So the bar is emptying out at this point because I was like, thank God. Like, I'm not going up to her when it's like packed busy. Yeah. And she's like trying to she's trying to like get people drinks. And you're like, hey, um, you're really cute. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I'm going to set the scene. Okay. Sarah goes to the bathroom. Camille's waiting by the door. Scarlett's alone at the bar at this point. Like she's just, she's just like punching things in, probably like cleaning a little. Like she's not busy. Like visibly, like I, I wouldn't interrupt her at a bad time. So I just walk up to her and I go, "Hey, how's it going?" And she, she like looks at me and she smiles. She's like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "Good." I go, "This is super random," um, but I just wanted to tell you, I think you're really pretty. Here's my number. Aww, aww. My, name, my name is Persis. You can text me if you want. If you if you don't, that's also totally cool. But I just wanted to let you know. And I hope you have a really good night. Persis. And she yes. was like, her face. She was literally like, oh, my God. She's like, you are so, so pretty. She's like, thank you. She's like, first of all, that confidence is amazing. She's like, I yes. really, really love your confidence. And she said, unfortunately, I'm straight. <laughs> why but she was like I recognize you though you were here the other night and I was like yeah and she's like oh she's well she was like well I she was like Persis I'll remember your name and like she's like thank you so much this like was really really lovely and I said oh my god no worries like I hope you have a great night and I literally said I just wanted to shoot my shot because I was sitting over there with my friends and we kept being like oh the bartender's so pretty and I could see her being like oh my god oh that probably made her whole week if anything it's just like a big old compliment to be like, we we're talking about you. Did you, when she said she was straight, did you, were you like disappointed or were you just so hopped up with adrenaline at the fact that you were like, you know, just putting yourself out there and giving her your number that you just didn't even really care. You were just like, you know what I mean? Like, were you upset a little bit or were you like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm just happy I gave you my number. Honestly, I wasn't upset because I think it's just a part of like shooting your shot trying. And I was fully expecting like, yeah, this is probably not going to go in the way like maybe I'd want it to, um, which would be like, oh, maybe her and I could go on like a date. But I was so hopped up on adre- adrenaline that I was like, I was just happy. And because I think the conversation wasn't awkward, like her and I actually like had a little chit chat for like maybe like another minute just talking about like, like I was like, oh yeah, I love it here, by the way. Like, I'm so glad you guys are like doing well. So it wasn't like weird. It was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, we'll have a good night. And she's like, oh my God, you too. And then I walked um, away. Oh my God, Purse, I'm so proud of you. It felt liberating. It felt very like, just go for it, guys. Like, and I have to shout out, obviously, Camille and Sarah Bleep. Yes, because- definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Sarah Bleep? Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably wouldn't have done it without them. I wouldn't have. 
Which that's why you need friends who are going to like push you to do that kind of stuff. Because like that's the kind of thing that sure you could do it by yourself, but it's nice to have someone being like you can do it and here's how. And it's more fun that way. Oh, I totally agree. And at the end of the day, like you you're you're making someone's night. Like the thing is is that this is what we want to get into when you're like wanting to hit on someone at the bar. As long as you approach them in a respectful way, or anywhere. Can I, can I just say, like, hit on someone anywhere? Yeah, because I, I feel like just with COVID and stuff, I don't know, like, I think we're getting back into the bars, but also, like, I think it's nice feeling like you can talk to anyone anywhere, you know? Like, I think, not to derail the conversation, but bars are a great place to do it because everyone's kind of, like, there to meet each other anyway. But don't be afraid to, like, go out and do it outside of the bar either or feel like you need, you know alcohol to do it I think like which which isn't what you were implying but I just wanted to make sure that was said like if you want to hit on someone anywhere no I agree yeah no I'm glad you said that because it doesn't have to obviously be at the bar I was just speaking to my own personal experience but no do it anywhere coffee shop grocery store the park when you're on the street like anywhere it does it doesn't matter um actually even that same night the night we were there Camille, we were sitting at the, we were sitting at this place. A guy walked up to Camille and was like, I'm sorry. I just have to say, I think you were so beautiful. Oh my God. I love that. And he goes, what's your name? And she's like, Camille. He's like, okay, I just really wanted to let you know. And he walked away. But then we were like, no, my dude, ask for her number. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes was Camille giving off like a vibe of like, like a vibe of like, hi, hi, you're cute kind of thing. Like maybe he felt nervous. I don't know. It's so nerve wracking anyway to go up to someone. It's, I feel like it's so easy to be like, I want to ask for your number, but then you don't, you just like run away. For sure. No, I think, I think he did. I think it was a moment of panic and I think he kind of just left, but Camille was so friendly about it. She was like, oh my God, yeah. thank you. And they had like made eye contact because he was sitting outside on the patio, but you could see like through the windows and we were inside. And they like locked eyes and he just like waved at her and smiled. And then she waved <gasps> at him. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my God. Um, and then when he went inside to go to the bathroom, when he came back out, he fully was like, I just have to think, I have to say you're so beautiful. Oh, and like no one loses in that situation. No. Camille feels amazing because she got this amazing compliment and she feels all like warm and fuzzy as you would. And he feels great because he said he, you know, put himself out there and said and was vulnerable and said something that he wanted to say to a total stranger. Like nobody loses in those scenarios. No, you never do. And and 100% like he approached her respectfully. He he wasn't aggressive. He just said it so nicely. And we all were like, that was so sweet. And we were like, damn it. I just I wish he would have asked for her number because Cam was like, sure. Like, honestly, I would have texted him. Who knows? We could have gone on a date. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Did he like leave the bar after? Like he literally left and never came back. He, yeah. So he said it and then they kind of like smiled and he's like, I hope you have a really good night. And then he just, he just left and he like walked with his friends. Like they were, they were fully leaving. Mm. So yeah, it kind of sucks. But like, I mean. It is what it is. She was even kind of like, oh, that's okay. Like, it was a nice compliment, but. Maybe he's not looking to date anyone or maybe he's in a relationship, but he just thought she was really beautiful and wanted to tell her. True. That There's so many factors. That's true. But see, it doesn't matter because like, 
everyone felt good in that scenario, including you guys, like you guys being her friends and being like, oh, that was so cute and awesome. Like everyone's happy and smiling after that, <laughs> after that situation. And same thing with you going to talk to the hot bartender. She loved it. You loved it. You didn't even, you didn't even care that she was like, I'm straight. You were like, that's okay. Like, I'm just happy I told you. And then obviously Sarah Beep and Cam were like loving it. Everyone's happy. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's having a good time. And like, it felt good. We actually even left the bar. Like all of us were like skipping down the street because it was just like, <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Cause you just kind of forget how fun it can be to just put yourself out there. And we talk about vulnerability a lot on the pod. Yeah. But when you are vulnerable and both of it, the guy at the bar going up to Camille and me going up to Scarlett, those are both signs of like being vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there because you, you could get rejected. But mm-hmm. I think like you'll never know unless you try. And I kind of kept thinking, if I don't go up to Scarlett right now, who knows? Like she, my whole thing was, I don't even know if she's gay, but you know what? Yeah. I found out. But what if I was always like, what if? I yeah. hate what ifs. Yeah. Well, totally. And since you mentioned this, I wanted to ask you like, because I think a lot of people listening will relate to this and maybe have struggled with this before is like, not knowing if a girl is queer or not and or if a guy like not knowing if someone is is queer essentially and you're about to go up to them and how do you deal with that like uncertainty uh you know what there's like you just have to go you just have you just have to go for it because you can't like we've talked about this before we'll never really know if someone's gay or not unless like i heard happen to hear scarlet say something about Mm. someone she had dated in the past who maybe identified it as a woman or mm-hmm. but if we're saying it in a scenario where you're either you don't know the person you don't have mutual friends you know we're at a bar we're at a coffee shop we're at a park I don't know you you're literally a human I've never met in my life you have a whole other life I don't know what goes on yeah <laughs> dealing with the uncertainty is like you just it's one of those things you just need to just go for it and then you'll get your answer you'll get your answer literally within like five seconds Yeah. And I think it's different if I think when we're talking about like a stranger that you're going up to, I think, I think it's so much easier to just like shoot your shot. And if it, if they're straight, it's okay. But I, and I think we've talked about this before. If it's like someone you kind of know, like even like a friend or like someone that's been around, maybe a coworker, someone, and you're not sure if they're, they're queer or not, then that can be a little bit more nerve wracking to like put yourself out there. But you could also just like ask them questions if you know them and like get the scoop. That's what I was going to say because I think it can be a little scarier because when you know the person somehow, it's only awkward if you make it awkward, right? I think it really depends on the person. But yeah, you can either get the scoop from people who probably know them or if you don't and you just kind of shoot your shot, hopefully the person on the receiving end, if they're not queer, hopefully they like, you know, they just say like, that's totally cool. And I appreciate you saying this, but I am straight or I am this. The nice thing about that too is like, it might feel scary to go up to someone not knowing if they're queer or not, but if they turn out to not be queer, like Scarlett did, it's not really a rejection because they're just not into girls. Yeah. So it's not like she's saying, it's not like she's rejecting you. She's being like, I'm sorry. I'm just like into guys and you are a woman. So you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like a rejection. It's not like she's into women and she's like, no, I don't want your number. Yeah, totally. 
Also, I wanted to give a kudos to you and Sarah and Cam for this plan because, and I think this is a hot tip for anyone listening, like if you see someone cute, you want to go up to talk to them. I think just give them your information. Like if you're nervous about getting rejected, instead of asking like, hey, can I have your number? Then that creates an opportunity for like maybe rejection or awkwardness. But if you just go up confidently with your number already or your whatever, your Instagram handle, whatever way you want to communicate with someone and you just give it to them, like on a piece of paper and you're like, hey, I think you're cute. Just like you did, Paris. Here's my number. If you want to text me, I love that. If you don't totally get it, then like, you know what I mean? It's such a better plan because even if they're not into you or whatever it is, they'll still take it and be like, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. And then they text you or not. But it's it's less of like, hi, can I have your number? And it's like on the spot. And also it's important to acknowledge that that might make someone feel uncomfortable. Like you never know what's going to make someone feel uncomfortable in a certain situation. So I think it's also like make, creating this safe space for both of you to be like, there's no pressure. I just wanted to give this to you. As opposed to like, I think a lot of women have experienced men coming up to them and being like, what's your number? Like very aggressively, like you need to give me your information because you're so beautiful kind of thing. And it's nice to just like take, take away the pressure from both sides and be like, here's my info. I think you're cute. And then you can like walk away after that and, and there's no pressure on anyone. No, because it's like the ball is also in their court. And I wonder if maybe a lot of times people maybe be like, are like, I want to have your number because you want to have that element of like control to be like, I'm the one who can text you. Um, oh, right. Yeah. But what you, what you did say is so true. It's like, if you just give someone your information and say, you do what you want with it, but here it is. And like, yeah, if you want to text me, that's cool. If you don't, that's also totally fine. Yeah. You're, you're already being like, okay, it's, it's kind of up to you. And I think it's more satisfying instead of like, getting someone's number and then like texting them and stuff. I think it's more satisfying to like give your number and then wait to see what happens. And if they do text you, you're like, okay, cool. It's like, let's start this up. Like they think I'm cute. They want to get to know me. You know what I mean? It's like even more satisfying that way than to just like text them and hope that they aren't upset they gave you their number. (laughs) Yes. The amount of times two people will probably give in like fake numbers. Have you ever given a fake number? I actually never have. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Oh, that's surprising. I'm surprised too. I think maybe I should have done it more, but I would always just give my number. But then if I really wasn't interested, like if I was uncomfortable and I just gave someone my number, yeah. I just wouldn't answer them. Like if they texted me, I'd be like, okay, I'm just not going to answer you. Yeah. Or like, I think it's also ridiculous that I think this is a problem for women a lot is like, we feel like we need to give the number. Like there's been a lot of times where I've given a fake number instead of just saying, no, sorry, I don't want to give you my number which I totally have the right to do. It's just kind of silly that we think we need to like make up a number when we could just say no to the person. I said no to someone actually not long ago. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. At the park. What happened? Oh, it was just a guy. He came up to me. I was actually (laughs) editing the podcast. Oh, was he a listener? (laughs) Was he a fan? I don't know, but no, no, he wasn't. (laughs) I literally was genuine. I was like, I don't know. I was like, no, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome if he was. Okay. But his approach, this is what not to do. Okay. We're going to do a sum up of what to do and what what not not to do. do. Yeah. Good call. So guys, this is what not to do. He, (laughs) and it's no offense to this guy. I think he was honestly just very nervous. 
Okay. Um, I was sitting at Trinity Bellwoods in Toronto editing the podcast at like mm-hmm. a picnic table. Totally in the zone. Headphones in. This guy okay. comes up really fast. Kind of like looks at me like I'm like, so I look at him, but my headphones are in. So I like turned it off and he just goes quickly. Can I have your number? Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. And I was like, I kind of took a second. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, I think you're really pretty. And my friends were like telling me to like ask for your number. Mm-mm. No. So right away, I, I kind of felt bad because my, I think because his, his approach was so quick and so like, uh, like panicky, I kind of reacted like, no, I'm not interested. But then later I was like, oh, I should probably tell him. So I was like, I was like, listen, because then I looked back at his friends and his friends were all like looking. Oh, <laughs> So then I, but I said, no, I said, sorry. I feel like that came off like too aggressive the way I said, like, no, but I said, honestly, like I'm, I'm gay, but like, appreciate your confidence. I said the same thing that the girl said to me. Yeah. Um, Scarlett. And I was like, yeah, appreciate your confidence though. And he was like, he literally like ran away. He was like, okay, no problem. And ran away. How old was he? Do you think? Like, if you had to guess, he sounds like a child. (laughs) His friends are like watching from the playground. Him ask the like cute girl at the bench out. He looks in like early 20s. I think he might have been like 22, 23. Oh, yeah. That is what not to do. Don't open with can I have your number. Open with hello. I'm name. Just wanted to come over and say hi. What's your name? Yeah. Yeah. Or any basically anything other than can I have your number? And I was laughing later because I was like, I wonder if he maybe thought I was just saying I was gay. <laughs> well, I mean, because I was going to say, like, I think it's a common thing for women because women so often get like men hitting on them out and about for women to be like, I have a boyfriend, whether they do or not, or sorry, I'm gay. Like one or the other. I feel like it's like a common thing that women will say regardless of how they identify just to like if they don't want the guy to talk to them anymore. So... It's possible. And also, as we've talked about many times, everyone who meets you for the first time is like, you're not gay. Yeah, I know. And like, I was laughing thinking he probably went back to his friends being like, oh, no, she said she's gay. And I'm like, they probably- <laughs> the friends are probably like, yeah, dude, I bet she's gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is what not to do. Listen, do not be aggressive. Do not come out of the gates like a blazon like just go into it like a human being like talking to another human being yeah because like i said i was kind of taken aback because he came up so quickly and my headphones were still in when he said something so i was like what and then he just goes can i have your number i was like "Hmm? i don't know who you are (sighs) you know what also and like i don't know if this is necessarily bad but i just feel like him being like my friends like we were talking about how you were cute and so like they told me to come over and talk to you is that what he said yeah I'm kind of like, no, tell me that you wanted to come over. Like, it's okay if you and your friends were talking about me being cute or whatever, but, like, I I don't care that your friends sent you over here. Like, be, you know, be confident. Be like, I thought you were cute. I wanted to come meet you. Yeah. Oh, for me, I was like, cool. I don't really care about your friends. (laughs) I don't really care about you. Or you. But it made, like, when I looked back – you can like I could see all the friends looking. It was so funny. Jesus, that's actually really funny. That feels like grade school. It did. Yeah, I think. What else shouldn't you do when you're going up to someone? 
um, you shouldn't react aggressively if you get a rejection. Oh, that is so. I that's when we were talking about like what girls do to like ward off guys. Sometimes I think that's part of it is like girls being worried about their safety, right? Like girls being worried that someone's gonna be aggressive or angry if they just say no, thank you, I'm not interested, which is a much bigger problem and relates a lot to the toxic masculinity episode. If you guys haven't listened, you should listen. Because it's true, right? Like people get. It's like when your ego, it's like a sense of your ego is being torn down and you just can't take no for an answer. No, I just think that is definitely a what not to do. It's don't force anyone to do anything. They'll either say yes or no. And if they're mad about, or sorry, if they say no, don't be mad about it. Just be like, thank you. At least, you know, you shot your shot. There's nothing else you can do. It's out of your control. Mm -hmm. Move on with your day and they'll move on with theirs. Yes. Yes. Don't like, I think another thing, don't like touch them. Um, like don't do anything that like, don't feel like you have the right to do. Yeah. To like touch them, to, um, make them feel uncomfortable. Just do everything you can to make the person feel comfortable because you never know like what's going to make someone feel unsafe. And even like, even aggressively complimenting can make someone feel uncomfortable, right? Like it's, it's one thing to be like, I think you're really pretty or I'm really attracted to you. That's totally fine. Um, because I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? That's a nice thing to hear that like someone was drawn to your energy across the room. But I think you can also veer into the zone of like making someone feel totally uncomfortable if you just keep complimenting them, you know, maybe in ways, I don't know, you compliment their body, for example, that could make someone feel uncomfortable. Or like, honestly, I felt really uncomfortable often when men would come up and comment on my hair. I don't think it I don't think it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad to be like, "Oh, I love your hair." But you know, some comments can veer into like creepy, like fetishy or like I've had men be like, "Oh, I I haven't seen a redhead like you" or like I or you know, like unicorn, you're a unicorn or whatever. And like, you know what I mean? It's just very easy for certain compliments to veer into creepy zones. So just be careful with the, the way you're complimenting the person when you go up to them. Just keep it cool, keep it chill. <laughs> Be chill, guys. Because you have to remember, like, you don't, if you're approaching a stranger, you don't know them. So I think it's like just picking those like generic things to kind of say, like, yeah, I think you're really pretty. I like your energy. Something like that. Don't like scare someone because clearly, like, <laughs> someone coming up to Sarah and being like, wow, you're like beautiful red hair. You're a unicorn. I'd be like, yo, like, I don't even know if I want to say thank you. Like, I feel creeped out by the fact that you said that. I don't even know. If I would say that to a girl who, even if I like thought she had the most beautiful red hair, like honestly, if I don't know you yet, I'm going to keep that to myself until maybe like we're a few dates in and then I'll be like, right. by the way, I was also like, so, like the one thing that also caught my eye about you was like your hair. Cause then at that point, you know totally. me a little bit more. Yes. Which, which has happened, right? Like I've, I've maybe started hanging out with a guy and they're like, oh, like your hair. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. But I've even had people come up and be like, I have a thing for redheads. And to, and it, and not all people are going to feel this way, but that creeps me out because it doesn't feel like it's anything about me, the person. It just feels like it's all about this hair on my head that I have no control over. I was just born with this, right? And I think it's okay to have a type. Like, that's totally fine. But that's something that you can maybe talk about later, like after you've gone on a few dates. But to go right up to someone and be like, I have a thing for this like thing. I don't know why that like, kind of creeps me out. It's like, yeah, maybe because it doesn't feel like it's about me. It just feels like it's about, yeah, my hair, which 
I, I would rather you be like, yeah, like there's an energy that I felt or like, I don't know, like I thought you were attractive or something a bit more generic. Do you get that? Does that, has that ever happened to you with like, has anyone ever come up to you and been like, even like, oh, are you, I feel like a lot of people come up to you and they're like, what are you? Like, what, what's your ethnicity? I've gotten that a lot. Yeah. Um, no, but I did have a guy tell me he had a thing for like shorter girls. And I think when it's something you can't control, like my hair or like your height or like your skin color, it's like, okay, it's not a bad thing to have a type, but that's something later you can be like, oh, to be honest, I like have a thing for redheads or whatever. Oh, no, I, I honestly, to be honest, I find it creepy in general because whatever. Okay. Maybe like I get, I get it. People have types. <laughs> For sure. But mm-hmm. if I'm relating it to something that did happen to me, I got so creeped out because Bobby. Bobby. Oh, I forgot about Bobby for a sec. When I dated him like briefly when I was 19, but then fast forward to when I was 23, Bobby did come to Toronto to just visit. And it was like super friendly. It wasn't like, it wasn't like much had happened. We only like, we like kissed. I think it was kind of one of those things where like you see an old, you see an ex and you kind of just like, I I know Bobby and I aren't, we weren't going to go anywhere at that time. Yes. Thank God. Clearly not now, but. (laughs) Sorry, Bobby. Your chance is over. Yeah. We, so we were, we were having drinks and there was something he said to me that I was like, I just felt the ick all over my, my body because he said like, he, we were talking about the past, like that kind of got brought up in conversation and how we, we did really care about each other at that point in time. But he did say, he was like, and also he's like, I have to tell you like, Oh, I also love that you're Indian. And I was like, okay. Cause he he's a he's a white man. And then he goes to say, like, he likes that how we'd like look to the public, like him being white, me being Indian. Like he likes that he literally said it like this, like that multicultural like combination. Okay. And that guys, that made me so uncomfortable because I was like, what? Yeah, what does that mean? It's, it's one, yeah, I think there's so many, like, it, it just depends on so many things. And, like, that's just weird and creepy. If you're dating someone for a while and it's, like, your SO and they're, like, I just love, I just love, like, your skin is so beautiful or, like, I love your culture, I love that you're Indian. Like, that's different if it's, like, your SO and they love, they love who you are. But, like, Guys, sir. It had also been years and Bobby and I were, like, not in contact and that was, like, as we were just sitting having drinks, he just brought that up out of the blue. Nothing about me. It was like, oh, yeah, I also really love that you're Indian, you know? I was like, what? Oh, he's got to go. <laughs> well, he did. I He literally, like, left the next – no, he left that night. What am I saying? I just think, like, things can get really touchy when it comes to appearances. So, like, just be careful what you say to someone, whether it's a stranger you're walking up to on the street or in a bar or someone that you, like – kind of dated or whatever it is like just be careful with how you're speaking about someone's appearance because you can love the way someone looks that's totally understandable that's how humans are we're all like looking at each other and like you know like hormones are flying but just like think for a second before you speak about like how that might make the person feel because when you when he said that to you you felt like you were being fetishized for your skin color and that 
it, that him being with you wasn't about you. It was about the fact that you're Indian and he wanted to look like a great white guy being with an Indian girl. Like you weren't hearing a compliment. You weren't hearing a compliment. You weren't hearing like something nice. You were hearing like a creepy, weird... If anything, like, if anything, that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies. It's like, okay, so you you don't just like me for me. No, it made me, no, truly, guys, it, it did make me feel, like, kind of weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. Because, listen, I mean, I would even say, yes, I do. I've talked about this on the podcast. I definitely think I have a type. And that's okay. I always just said, I think I was more, I'm, I'm generally, at least in the people who I've, like, dated or been attracted to. But this isn't, this isn't to say it's set in stone. Clearly not. Like I can connect with anyone who I have a really good exchange with. And sometimes it's like those people can catch you by surprise, but not in a way that you're like, oh, you're not my usual type. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I just didn't maybe expect this from us and for it to pick up. But I'm generally, I would say more attracted to like darker features. I always say like, I, I've always been drawn to that, but that's not to say I would go up to a girl and be like, wow, does that mean that you're not attracted to me? Um, no, hey, no, because you and I, have we've been energy. dating for years and you No, because we had like, are a, now telling me you're only attracted to dark features because we, we had an energy exchange that like, I totally felt the moment I met you. And then I was like, oh, mm. okay, I'm into Sarah. Mm, okay. Well, just, I'm just saying, you remember kind of makes me feel bad. It makes me feel sad. Should I dye my hair? <laughs> yeah. You can do the whole like Lindsay Lohan thing when she like dyed her hair, like really dark. But I look good with dark hair. I <laughs> can, you ima- can you imagine it? No. <laughs> I feel like it would kind of look cool. I feel like it'd kind of look cool. It actually would. I just, just like picture it. Like, how can I help you picture it? Do something dark, like a dark. Do you have a cloak. black? Do you have a belt and black wig? Uh, yeah, I do. It's just in the closet. Okay. <laughs> how can people feel confident? Because I think you going up to Scarlet. You just have like a level of confidence that you've built over many, many years to go up and be like, hey, I think you're cute. Here's my number. But for someone who's listening, who's like, I don't, I'm not super confident and I don't know if I could ever do that. Like if I could ever work up the confidence to do that. Like what tips do we have for people to like be more confident in those situations? Right. Listen, it's it's definitely not like a very easy thing that you just pick up one day. I think it can definitely take some like some of that inner work. Um, but I know what helps for me at least is that I always think, what do you really have to lose other than the fact that like a possible rejection Mm -hmm. and that's okay because that's always, that's always going to happen in the dating world, right? Even when you're dating someone for a long time or you're, it's something new, it's like a new dating experience. There's always that like potential for it to end. It's not going to work out. That's like the same thing how I approach like going up to someone and just like shooting your shot. And I think if you just don't go for the thing, you'll regret it later. I've always been someone who's like, I can't stand the what ifs. And I think that's probably Mm -hmm. why whenever I really have had felt a connection with someone every single time, Sarah, I have gone for it because I can't tell you one person who's been, who I've been into, who I haven't shot my shot with. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good at that though. That's a skill. Because I'm such a person who can't have the one if. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. But at least I know I tried. Otherwise, I'll be sitting there being like, well, what if I told that person that thing? So yeah. I think 
if you build that up and you say like, I'm just going to have my answer. And as long as I do approach them respectfully, I'm confident approach them. Like you're having a regular conversation and you're just like, by the way, I just want to tell you, I think you're really pretty. You can, you can say it like so generic. So you're not freaking them out being like, I felt this thing for you. I'm so attracted. Cause I do agree when you don't know someone like you haven't like hung out with them a few times and you're just going up to a stranger that can be a little much when they don't know and they could take it the wrong way. But mm-hmm. my advice is approach it almost like you just want to like ask them a question, be like, Hey, I just almost like, Hey, I want to ask you about this thing. And then just own it and be like, uh, yeah, I think you're really pretty. And here's my number. Definitely. The advice is like, give your information, have a little mm. script in your head and rehearse it a couple times. Oh yeah. Rehearse it. Totally. There's no shame in rehearsing. I think rehearsing is like one of the best things you can do for any conversation you need to have with someone. Yeah. Even, yeah. If you have to rehearse it a couple times, that's fine. Honestly, the whole dialogue will probably only last for like two minutes yeah. and then at least, you know, you have your answer. And I think also if you're around your friends, if you're not like alone in this situation, if you do have your friends, definitely utilize them definitely. to like pump you up because having that support and them being like, cool, go for it really yeah. helped me in the situation with Scarlett because I had Sarah and Cam literally being like, we'll be at the door. We got you. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so helpful. And I think just like along with the, along with the, what if thing? I think this is basically the same thing, but said in a different way. But this always helps me with confidence. Like whether it's a relationship dating thing or whether it's like, I don't know, a work thing or just anything in life where you need like confidence to kind of just do it. I always ask myself, why not? Like that's a really helpful, it's been a really helpful question for me in the past few years as I've been making like really bold decisions in my life. It's like, if you, like before even the smallest thing, like going up to someone at a bar and giving them their number, it's like, why not? Like, what is the worst thing that could happen here? The worst thing that could happen is she doesn't text me. I can live with that. Like figure out, figure out what you, you can be comfortable with and you can live with, you know, you know what I mean? And like gauge, gauge what you're okay with sacrificing. For example, I'm okay with sacrificing the fact that I'm going to be vulnerable and that and that this person might not text me back. I'm okay with that. Like just you you have to like ask yourself these questions and it's been really helpful for me to be like why not. And then if you know you want to do something and the answer to why not is like there's no reason why not, then you can feel more confident going into it. Yeah. I don't know if that's helpful, but that's been really helpful for me. Why not is probably like the perfect way to say it. Like it's always like, what do you have to lose? And I think if you just have that ingrained in your head, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll naturally the confidence will come through because you'll be like, and it takes practice. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you might have to do it a couple of times and maybe you'll fumble the first time because you're like, I've never done this before. And I'm like fumbling over my words. Totally. You'll only gain more confidence the more you do it. And then who knows, one day you are going to approach someone who's going to totally be vibing with you. And maybe it'll be a fun story to tell years later when you'll be like, so-and-so totally just went up to me at the park and yeah. we didn't know each other, but just shot their shot with me. And I was so excited about it. 
I think another thing to remember is like all humans are insecure. It doesn't matter if you're looking at someone and they seem like the most beautiful, per- confident person in the world. Guaranteed, they have insecurities as well about one thing or another. So I think just like don't put people up on a pedestal. Just remember that everyone's human. And in in what we're talking about specifically with like going up to someone and tell and trying to like ask them out, like just remember like like don't feel. Like, you're going to be scared and insecure and nervous. Like, those things are going to come up no matter what. But just remember, like, they have insecurities too. And I think it's just helpful to, like, create that equality in your mind. Like, we're all humans. And, like, even if this person doesn't find me attractive, that's okay. Because someone out there does. I think just, like, remembering that all of us are insecure and that we all feel vulnerable in those scenarios. Yeah, no one is above you. Yeah, don't put people on pedestals, right, Purse? Oh my God. No, for sure. Like it's actually true. Cause even when I was kind of saying Scarlett was like intimidating to me, but I, I still didn't put it as her. I was viewing her as like above me. I was like, yeah, she's just generally like her energy is something like I'm attracted to. Like I like that kind of vibe a little bit, yeah. but I've done this in the past before with people where I've put them above where I think like, I'm even lucky to like you know, go for them when later I'm like, wait a minute. No, like I'm just as good as them. You know, we're all they're the lucky way. to have me come up to them. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Just like talk yourself up too, if you need to, like, there's no, there's no shame in being like, I'm awesome. Or like, I'm attractive. Like own it. Own, own, even if you believe it or not, you know, like it takes, I think it takes a while for, it takes growing up to like, see all the good things in you because you're told especially in your adolescence, like in your teen years, like all the bad things about you or all the things you need to change. So like, just like keep working on it. Keep working on yourself. Keep working on like loving yourself. And then it'll be so much easier to like go up and shoot your shot with people because the, no matter what happens, you know, like the only the only body you're living in is yours. So you know, like if you've got you, if you love you, then you're going to be fine no matter what. It all starts with the self. It really does. We should do a whole episode on like, self-care and self-growth and stuff even though (laughs) no expert no but like honestly I think that's why I've been feeling really good lately I had like a sudden just like feeling more like love for myself and I was telling the girls this last night where I was like I'm feeling good right now and I think I think it's because I am like really starting to like love things about me and know the qualities that I like about me and not be so down yeah. on myself about certain things. Yeah. Because then when oh, that you makes do, me so happy. No, it's great because then it can also prepare you for when what you're looking for in a relationship, who you want to date, what kind of person are you attracting into your life? Like I think all of that stuff is so important, even when it comes along to like who are you going to approach? Also, yeah, you don't know the person if it's a stranger completely, but you got to shoot your shot. But I was like, I'm not just not going for anyone, any. Jennifer my mom always says this stuff it's so funny she's like you're not going for any Jennifer Jane or Jill or whatever oh my god I love that Ren little JJJ you know when people are like you're not going for any Tom Dick or Harry Tom Dick or Harry I was just thinking that I love that she flipped the switch no Jennifer Jane or Jill yeah but they're all J's we need to think of more like (laughs) different names (laughs) no I like it I like the alliteration but it's true you you want to like And that all starts with you. Like, what do you want? Like, and I think you can tie that into um, who you're approaching at the bar. Be like, yeah, 
they're lucky that I'm coming up to them. And I, me, this hot gal sitting in, sitting in the table, I, I looked yeah. cute that night. My hair was oh. curled. Oh, I, I like that. My highlighter. Oh, I only yes. I had light mascara. Oh, cute. Okay. I love that. A little bit of like a natural look. <laughs> it was a natural dewy glow I had on my face. And listen, like you <laughs> might, you might not even believe it. If you're sitting in the booth and you're like, I'm hot, like you might not believe it, but you can just say it out loud or like say it in your head, something like just keep telling yourself you're hot because you are like, we already know that everyone listening to this, you are so hot. I just want you to know that I'm talking to you person listening. You're so hot. So yeah, just like remind yourself how hot you are and you might not believe it in the moment, but you eventually will because I truly believe this. Everyone's hot. Everyone's hot. Everyone is like so beautiful in their own way. Agreed. And it, I think it it really comes down to the person too. You know, like there's mm-hmm. things about people where I'm like, you, there's something about you that like made me so attracted to you. For sure. Yes. Is there anything else that we want to say about shooting your shot? Um, can I have your number? Can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? The back of your head is ridiculous. Honestly... There's nothing else I think we need to touch upon. I think it just comes, it comes down to be respectful, have that confidence. And why not? Why not? That's the trifecta. Respect, confidence, and living life. Yep. I love the podcast Armchair Expert and they always talk about how like the aliens are probably watching what we're doing and you know analyzing us and like thinking we're all like just like these little monkeys and we're so cute and funny and like what are we even doing like we're all just like we're all just like walking around the earth like what's even like our goal in life or like what what's our what's our purpose and I (laughs) I think it's so fun when they talk about that and it is a reminder like We're just here for like a very short time, just doing this weird ass thing called life. Like, what are we even all doing? And what, what, what's even the point of being here if we're not going to go up to the hot girl at the bar? You know what I mean? Like, what's even the point? Like, just do it. Just like go for it. Live your life. And like, just there's, there's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing to be scared of. It's just life. And life is short. Right? And go... And it like going up to someone at a bar, for example, it might seem like the silly thing, but it's actually such an important practice in what we're talking about, like being vulnerable and being and like living life to the fullest. Like it can happen in those tiny little moments. Like we've talked about how going on a first date like reminds you that you're alive because you you feel you feel so deeply and you are excited and it's something new and something different. And so like I think it's the same thing when you go out of your comfort zone and you just go up to someone and you take a chance like you're just reminding yourself that you're alive you're like you're you're being present and you're like choosing to be an active like an active um participant in your own life instead of just like watching life pass by you it can be that deep you know like no I I am like living my life yeah, I like that. I don't like watching things pass me by. And I think that's sometimes yeah. why I always am like, I'm just going to go for it. It's more about you than it is about the other person. It's about learning who you are and like putting yourself into positions that scare you, but also make you grow and make you better. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. It always will. Listen, like 23 year old me would be shooketh that I went <laughs> up to totally a, a, a woman at the bar. Totally. Bartender. Yep. And for sure. I'm I'm proud of her. 
I'm so proud of you. I love how this was the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just because like I, man, like I love this stuff. Like, and I feel like this is the stuff people want to talk about. It's like, how did you put yourself out there? Like people People just love talking about like relationships and attractions. And I mean, that's why we have this podcast. Our whole podcast is about (laughs) relationships and attraction and sex and queerness and straight people. Oh, yeah. The thing people want to talk about most is the straight people, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is understandable. We've been talking about way too many gay things. Yeah. Too much gayness. Too much. Too much. Too much. We should change the title of the podcast to Too Much Gayness. (laughs) Straight talks. <laughs> Not mad about it. Straight chats. Literally, who would want to listen to that? Straight people talking. Okay, Sarah. In case you missed it. We should have a theme song for In Case You Missed It. Have we talked about this before? We did. We sang it. Oh, how did it go? It was like, bum 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 bum. In case you missed it, I like that. There's lots of news in the world, and we're gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like that. The end of that, but <laughs> it's a little, cre- a little creepy. <laughs> it's really creepy. But anyway, I, I like the beginning. Good job. Thank you. In case you missed it, uh. In case you missed it, yeah. That's actually like a catchy tune. Okay, so Sarah and I are really excited to talk about this topic for In Case You Missed It, because it's about deconstructing gender with non-binary activist Alok Vedmenin. Yes. This clip was shared to me um, by a few friends. Alok Vedmenin was on the podcast Man Enough, and basically the podcast seeks to undefine traditional gender roles and masculinity. And... This clip was really viral and a lot of people were sharing it, like even Laverne Cox, Billy Porter, people were sharing it all over their social because they were saying the way a look like articulated this was so perfect. Just basically explaining to people like non-binary folks aren't here to say you can't be a man or you can't be a woman. And I think how they basically started it is that saying it starts with you like are you ready to heal and like basically like who do you feel you are who do you want to be and it starts a lot with the self even what sarah and i like got into with this podcast as well and i'm gonna play a clip of exactly what alok said because they're gonna explain it way better than your girl could (laughs) but that's what that's what my take was what i tell men is this is not about accepting trans and gender nonconforming people this is about accepting yourself And if you do that work first, everything I'm going to say is makes sense. But if you don't do that work, everything that I say is going to be inherited as an attack from a zero-sum ideology that makes you think that if other people thrive, you must somehow lose something. That's what's happening with misogyny in this country right now. I want to be able to walk outside without being spat on. I want to be able to live and not fear dying. I want to be able to wear what I'm wearing and not be called brave. And people are saying, that's a threat. (laughs) Darling, the threat is a system that has made you mistake your latent disassociation as a personality. That's the threat. So in the episode, Alok said the gender binary, the idea that there are only two genders rather than a spectrum, and the traditional expectations associated with binary gender labels hurt everyone, not just transgender people, 
And these fixed ideas of what it means to be a man or a woman make it difficult for people to find out who they truly are. Mm -hmm. Um, So the composer of this podcast, Jamie Heath, um, actually told Alok that when he listens to them speak, he asked himself, why do I not fight for them? He asked what he needs to unlearn and what he needs to do to help other men unlearn in order to better support them, referring to trans and non-binary people. And it's when Alok like broke down the response of how you can actually better support trans people that totally went viral. Alok says, I'm non-binary, which means it's not just that I'm challenging the binary between male, female, man, and woman, but between us and them. And in your statement, you said, why don't I help them? As if this struggle is not your struggle. The reason you don't fight for me is because you're not fighting for yourself fully. Rather than telling cisgender people how to help trans people, Alok said they reframed the conversation to ask cisgender people if they're ready to heal from the ways gender binary has affected them. And I don't think the majority of people are ready to heal, and that's why they repress us as trans and gender variant people, because they've done this violence to themselves first. They've repressed their own femininity. They've repressed their own gender nonconformity. They've repressed their own creative ambivalence. They've repressed their own creativity. So I guess I would rephrase your question to be, can you help me get free? Not, can you help me help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Alok's whole point was like, the judgment and rejection of non-binary or trans beliefs is not about non-binary and trans people. It's about the person who's like, I, I feel like we say this like, oh, hurt people hurt people or like, bu- like bullies are just bullying you because they're insecure. But it's a lot of saying it's deeper than that. It's about like, it's about the self. It's about seeing someone being totally totally confident in who they are enough to enough to say they don't identify with a gender and that makes people so uncomfortable because they they have not been able to express their true selves or not even that but explore their true selves in the in and be free to do that they like they've been in a box i think that it's that's what they were trying, they're, they're saying in a way. That's the part that really stood out to me was like what you were saying about the self. Like it's, that's where so much of the judgment comes from or the misunderstanding. Oh, 100%. And all these repressions that we've like grown up with as children that we're still like working towards and, and working with like the unlearning aspect, right? This is like, this just reminded me of this for some reason. So I started following this person on Instagram and I'll find their handle because I really love them. So their handle is Owen Unruh. So it's O-W-E-N dot U-N-R-U-W. And they are queer. They live in Vancouver. They're Canadian and they're indigenous. And um, I've just been like really enjoying their content. It's very like raw and just like makes me stop and think a lot and also some of it's really funny and they posted this really interesting thing where they said they were at the gym and someone at the gym was walking around without shoes on and it really bothered them and they were like oh like oh my god it's my pet peeve when someone just like thinks they can walk around without their shoes on and then afterwards they posted a video of themselves talking and being like i was really upset about this person walking around with shoes on And then afterwards, I really questioned myself about why it upset me so much. And it upset me. I realized it upset me because 
How dare this person feel so comfortable and free enough to take their shoes and socks off in a space where I don't feel comfortable and free, where I don't feel comfortable enough to do something like that. The gym, right? Because, I mean, body issues and stuff like that. And they were saying, like, as soon as they stopped and questioned themselves about why that was bothering them so much, they realized it was all about them. It wasn't about the person with their shoes off. It was about how they weren't able to feel comfortable and free in that space. And it just reminded me of what Alok was saying, because I... because. If we can stop for just one second and ask ourselves why we judge something, the answer will almost always be something internally that we're suppressing or something that that is blocking us or putting us into a box that we wish we could break out of that box. And that person did it. And we're like, how dare they break out of the box that I'm stuck in? Yeah, that's that's the best way to say it. It's it always starts within. And being like, well, why can't I, why can't I do that? And then the reaction is to be judgmental and angry and and speak poorly of someone. Yeah. And I really like that. I mean, we love the point that Alok was making, but I also love that they were like, you don't need to help me. Like, I think it's so common for especially straight people to be like, how can we help? Which is great. It's a great sentiment. It's not, that's not bad that you want to help. But I also think the thing that we're discovering so much in this podcast is like queerness is an incredible community to help straight people, (laughs) like because it to help straight people understand themselves better and to explore their own sexuality and their unlearned things that they've learned through society. And so it's not about like, how can we help? It's not always about how can we help the queer community? It's like, how can the queer community help me as a straight person to understand myself better, which is exactly what this podcast is. Learning about queerness through Persis has helped me to understand myself better. And I think that I really like that Alok was like, I hear where you're coming from, but what if the question wasn't, how can I help you? How can you help yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need help. I don't need no help. I'm good. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. And I think, um, yeah, like all these other like public figures were saying, like, I think Alok was just so straight to the point, like couldn't have summed it up any better. Cause I think sometimes we even struggle to find the words. I was even having a conversation with some people like not too long ago, and I was struggling to find the words to help them understand non-binary. I I almost felt like I knew what I was saying, but for some reason I couldn't articulate it properly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause it can be tough to like, cause a lot, there's so many questions. Well, like why? Why? Mm -hmm. This is also confusing now. Kids are so confused. And I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) But then I'm like, but that's just me reacting angrily because I'm like, I'm not like taking it in to be like, okay, let me see where this person's coming from because I just want them to see my side right away. (laughs) For sure. And I think I like that a lot, like was just talking about it so eloquently and so calmly, like in a very knowing way. The way they were talking was like, I know. Wow. I'm going to start listening to We Are uh, to Man Enough. Yeah, me too. Liz Plank is really cool. She is, she's just like a very, a very well-known feminist. And um, I would definitely suggest following her if you don't already. And her handle is called Feminist Abulous. <laughs> it's, so it's feminist and then abulous, like as if, you're saying fabulous. Um, and she's she's really cool. And she has um, she's an author as well. She's like 
written some really cool books about feminism. And yeah, her take is just really cool. I would highly suggest. Yep. I just followed. Gave, gave Liz a follow. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Liz. All right, Sarah. Well, hey, Percy. I might try to get some outdoor time, get some sun on my skin. Although the sun went away while we were talking. Well, thank you for jumping on this morning episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to be a guest on the Girl on Girl podcast. You know, like I said, we didn't really have a plan for this episode, but it flowed. It always we flows. We did what we got to do. Because when you're as close as we are, everything just flows like a river. Yeah. Take me to your river. I want to go. Ooh, that's a really good. That's a really good song to end the episode on. Do you, should I sing us out? I'll just no. I'll play the song. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, just like make sure you make sure you cut out. Make sure you cut out the part where I sang that. It's just Leon Bridges only. No, sing. First, just take me to your river. And cue the song. No, sing. No, Percy Buns. I already sang. I'm not your monkey. You can't just boss me around. Sing. Sing, Isabella. Sing. When did I become Jamie Spears? Yeah, sing. seriously. Sing. Sing. Sing dance, to me, Paolo. Monkey, dance. <laughs> sing to me, Paolo. This is what dream I made of. I love when. Lizzie is like, this is what dreams I made of. Like she changes her voice to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it's not really like that before. And then she goes, I made of. <laughs> no, the best part. Dreams. <laughs> How like this girl shapeshifts her voice in every movie. <laughs> Raise your voice. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire movie. It's like, okay, I have to play the clip because it's just so <laughs> funny. Oh my God. I love Hilda uh, though so much. Follows the one who lip syncs, not, not me. me. I left him and all of my thoughts of him on the island. <laughs> Same. Okay. I know what I'm watching this week. Oh my God. I'm going to watch that maybe tonight. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so nice. Okay. Who is Gone. this Lizzie McGuire? Who is her dialect coach? That's all I want to know. Miles gone. Oh, I wanna come here.